Today is Saturday, May 25th, 2013, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, tonight the friend of Medjugorje will be sharing with us Our Lady's words that she gave today, earlier today, and also uh, a monumental message that we received from Yvonne earlier this week, through Yvonne, earlier this week on Monday the 20th. And uh, it is only fair, only just, that we should offer a warning at the beginning of this broadcast that the purpose of these broadcasts are to feed you truth. And if you are of the spirit where you are not interested in hearing truth, then this is not the broadcast for you. So, we ask you, for all of those who have goodwill, who are listening tonight, to evaluate your heart, whether or not you are interested in learning and knowing the truth, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. May we always seek your grace, as you won for us through your intercession in the life you lived upon the earth, and now before God's throne. Thank you for allowing us to respond to your call. Amen. It's with a schedule this almost an inner clock that everything revolves around the 25th. Looking forward to it. You've heard us talk about before Our Lady even came that there was a custom in Medjugorje that people would see each other and say an event was going to be coming up. They'd say, I can't wait for the 25th. It might have been on the 12th. It might have been on the 6th. It might have been on the 28th. But the saying, whether it be a wedding coming up, whether it be a festival coming up, they would say, can't wait for the 25th. And what does that mean? It means Christmas. Jesus was born. They transferred that to their, their tradition, referring to some kind of special event that would come up there that would occur. That being the case... We see that our schedule, our whole month revolves and begins at the 25th, not on the 1st. And following after the 25th, we've got right behind that the second of the month. And so it's with joy that we come to you in this way, that such great anticipation of what did Our Lady and what will she say. 
even in an apparition moment where we know down in the field, we always think about, oh, he's giving us a message. Sometimes you get so busy you can forget about it. We're out in the field every day, and we can even forget that. But one thing we won't forget is when this is over, these wondrous, glorious days we had, Our Lady speaking to us the 25th of the month. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's May 25th, 2013 message to the world. Dear children, today I call you to be strong and resolute in faith and prayer until your prayers are so strong so as to open the heart of my beloved Son, Jesus. Pray, little children, pray without ceasing until your heart opens to God's love. I am with you and I intercede for all of you and I pray for your conversion. Thank you for having responded to my call. There's something that I really like in this message, and that's the word resolute. Our Lady tells us to be resolute, and that's what she is. She's a decision of God that was resolute. For us to stand on truth, for us to follow truth, we're not always resolute in that. There's a lot of circumstances that make us want to go away from the truth or not to mention the truth or stay away from it because we might offend somebody with it. We have puppets silence because they know there's people living lifestyles or, or divorce or whatever they may be doing. They're sitting in the pews. And they're not resolute in bringing the truth because it might alienate somebody. Then alienate. The cross is a stumbling block for many people. Some of those who stumble and fall over it get back up and carry their cross and convict, are convicted. Some go toward perdition, even recklessly, as I just told us last month. And so it is. We're not a convicting Christian. We're not able to convict a erred culture that is anti-Christian, even pagan, Actually, even in the church, resolute means having a fixed purpose, determined, hence, bold, firm, steady perseverance. And he says, I pray for your conversion. And it takes a long time. Or rather, with this time that he's given us a long time, it takes perseverance to stay with her. Steady perseverance, resolute in your decision. I need conversion myself. And I've been intimately with Our Lady since 1986. That's 27 years. And I know that I must go through conversion. She knows it too. I pray for your conversion. It's difficult to stay with Our Lady. It's difficult to stay steady with Our Lady. It's difficult to stay resolute. You'll never stay resolute if you don't stand resolutely on truth. And many people are willing to go and throw that out the window when it comes to family or friends. And at the risk, you might have to offend somebody. Offend! That might be the only thing that might save them later. Because they'll come to you because you offended them and they realize later they're guilty about something, and they may come back to you and say, you're the one that stood up. 
people will hate you for it because I hated Christ. And it's wrong to say they hate you for it. It's not you. It's truth. Truth is God and God in your heart. Jesus in the heart is what they recognize and that's who they despise. You may be the temple carrying it. You may house that truth in you. But truth is from God. Truth is God. That's our lady's words. So if you want to possess truth, be ready to have your head cut off. John the Baptist did this to Herod. He was in an illicit marriage. And he got his head cut off. Did he say, oh, I don't want to offend the king? Did he say, oh, well, we'll compromise this, or this is, this is how the church teaches, or this is how Judaism teaches, and we'll, we understand he's king, and maybe we can bring him along. We don't want to alienate him. Alienate. Convict. Speak truth. Or you'll go down. You'll go down with the sword without a purpose. It's better to go down with the sword with a purpose than not with purpose. Better go down to convicting people than not convicting people and be martyred for no reason at all. And we're coming in those days. At least not here with any without this this position and this purpose except that. Just to show us that. How is it that we can go and not live on a daily basis our truth in a resolute fashion. A resolution that we make each day. I will stand for God. I will stand for a lady's principles, her messages, and what she's got for us. I'm ready to make a stand. Are you? Are you really ready to stand? People shake with fear in what's coming when they start thinking about it. Many don't right there, but they will. And if you're not standing up, you're not falling to your knees, you'll be in a situation that you'll realize, what have I done with my life? What kind of decisions am I making? Make? And have I made? We walk to the field every day, an open field, we feel the presence of Our Lady. We're looking for some open space to fill. And that fills our heart. We pray in the bedroom of apparitions. It's where we take our stand. Medjugorje is our ground. It's the ideal. The idea of God that Mary come to Medjugorje and make Medjugorje the whole world. A resolute decision to do that. And you can't make Medjugorje if you don't have a resolute decision that you will stand for that. Every day walking the field, we go there, rain, storm, sunshine, pleasant, whatever we do, we stop and go and fulfill our obligation to be on our knees, resolutely make a decision every day since the lady was here in 1988, nonstop a continuous rosary at her apparition time. And if we got somebody flying halfway around the world, they stop at the airport, they kneel down and they pray. If we've got somebody in Medjugorje, they're already praying for the apparition time because not everybody in Medjugorje stops for the apparition any longer. The shops continue. The eating goes on. The mother of God's coming to that village. But they haven't made their resolute decision. They've made a tokenism decision. You need to decide where you're going to stand, where you're going to be, how you want to walk into this field, especially in July. 
when you have the opportunity to be in her presence. probably quite a few people that are listening tonight and thinking, I couldn't do that. I couldn't be so resolute as to 
offend someone close to me, my family, a uh, co-worker, um, somebody in my parish, uh, non-believers, whatever it might be. And I know just walking this this path with you for more than 20 years, that that was something, um, decisions that you've been making for all of these years to stand resolute, to never apologize for what Our Lady's saying, to apologize for Our Lady, to make the way easier or um, to make her words less strong than what she's presenting them to be. Yes, through love, but with that decisiveness that um, Mariana has said about Our Lady, that she has a very decisive spirit. And um, I know even um, what you have done with speaking about Our Lady, how you write your writings of late, where you will not take Our Lady out of your materials, your writings, to make them more palatable to Protestants who would not accept Our Lady, such as, um, look what happened while you're sleeping, it ain't going to happen, and then they fire the first shot, that um, you had to discern that, whether you should make two books to get the information out into Protestants' hands because they'll they'll not accept Our Lady and they'll reject the rest of the book. And it's too important, reasoning, it's too important not to get this other information out. But you reasoned no, because if they reject the book, um, eventually things will happen in the world that will lead them back to that book and lead them back to Our Lady. And we just received um, a letter. A evangelical Protestant put this letter out, and we came across it. So I wanted to read this uh, because it's it's really astounding to see how far um, their understanding of Our Lady is coming, and it's through your writing they fire the first shot. Um, this is an evangelical Christian's comments on they fire the first shot, two thousand and twelve. To be clear, he says, I am no theologian. I am a simple non-Catholic Christian man who loves God, family, and country. And I love my Catholic brothers and sisters. So when I was asked to pen a few words on the book you are about to read, I was humbled and eager to do so for two reasons. First, because America is an exceptional nation worthy of persevering. And secondly, because the references to Mother Mary need not be a stumbling block to we evangelicals. I would like to embellish the second statement regarding Mary. As you know, we evangelicals have a range of thoughts and emotions regarding this and other faith practices of our Catholic brethren. I humbly request you suspend any bias or emotion that would preclude you from hearing the broader message contained in this book, that being we have our ultimate hope in our Savior Jesus, a key mission to share His love with all, and an existential threat to life and liberty crouching at our door with a plan to stop this threat. Personally, the claimed visitations of Mother Mary neither diminish nor enhance the impact of the book's central theme. I hold Mother Mary's visitations with awe and mystery similar to other manifestations seen and testified throughout the earth. Let's be candid. Unless you believe the gifts and miracles of God ceased with the early church, you believe that God still speaks, heals, and answers prayer today. 
testimonies from the mission field, both around the world and even our, in our communities, testify to this fact. So as you read this book, I humbly invite you to join me in the following humble posture. I intend, with all my heart, to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, to hold extra-biblical manifestations with awe, wonder, and mystery, be they Catholic or evangelical, never allowing them to establish my faith, but only to enrich it. Our Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever, supremely sovereign, the only Holy One who will do what He will, when He wills it, and using whomever He chooses. This you surely believe as a confessing Christian. I will willingly give my life for my God, family, and or country. No fear, only full of faith, hope, and love. This love will transcend all future challenges and is, is my commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, my family, and my country. Please join me in the quest. Joe Edwards. So, um, question is, did you anticipate that this would be the result of they fired the first shot in, in leaving in Our Lady? That Could you visualize them coming not just to I me mean, he's really stating that he has um, an awe about the, this is a manifest a true manifestation of god these apparitions i guess the, one of my favorite parts that uh in putting the marian mysteries which is a five Mar- five mysteries or five decades of the marian mysteries of mary's birth the most favorite part that is in there that is written is about our lady and I write in there, it doesn't matter if many do not believe in Mary's role. It does not make her any less, for she is the resolute decision of God. Her being the resolute decision of God, those words, I felt the power of the Holy Spirit give me that. And those words to say she's the resolute decision of God, I believe resolutely. That Mary is the most resolute decision God has created. The most resolute decision he's ever made. What about Christ? Christ was already the Word. He was always there, no beginning. Mary had a beginning. Nothing in creation is more resolute than Mary. And I say that, knowing that principle from the very beginning, why would I apologize or be coy or be timid in presenting her with the messages. I believe resolutely. I'll die for the messages, not just for the belief in her. And if that means that what I write doesn't get to play, doesn't get to the bookstores, just put down. Right now, they find the first shot is being quoted by every major talk show host out there. You didn't hear anything about the subjects that you're hearing about now on these talk shows, nationwide, big names, until it was released to they fired the first shot. But see, they're timid in connecting it to something like the Virgin Mary. That's okay. The content gets out. But look, go see what they were mentioned two years ago, a year ago, or even in September when the book was released, 2012. If you ever heard any of these subjects until after three 
two to three, four months afterwards. Their research seems to find this. People, somebody was telling me about today. About Glenn Beck, some of the things he's talking about. It's unbelievable. It's like he gets out of the book. It is. Directly or indirectly, it ripples out. You take the hottest stuff. But Mary is sometimes left out. I'm not going to do that. I was asking in the beginning of the mission, why don't you write something for Protestants that they could take? Why should I do that? Take the loss, short term, make the gain, long term. And we see it, just like this evangelical. Alliance Defense Fund is a, a fantastic organization. I don't know this guy. I know this was, uh, somebody else sent this to us. I, I remember briefly reading the cover letter that came with it. It was published some some publication. I don't know what it was about. But here's an evangelical saying, maybe there's something to this. I'm in all over it. And then we had Chris Ann, who's a constitutional missionary, who's a wife of a Baptist minister going across the country complaining about Baptists if they complain about Mary. You're telling me, God, I was just with her in California. And she said to her Protestant brethren, her Baptist brethren, you mean to tell me you're limiting God, what he can do? That if he wants to send the Virgin Mary, he can't do that? So we've held the course. We stayed with this, and it's paying off. Because now we even had, and have heard from somebody who doesn't believe, who... I don't remember if if he's really strictly an atheist or agnostic, but who acknowledges it's good to live underneath the Christian society. It's not good to live underneath the pagan society. My rights will be violated as an atheist underneath the pagan society. As a Christian society, I can believe like I believe. And I'm very strong in the book. We do not let them put their ways over ours and our public laws. They don't have equal 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 playing field constitutionally but I've got the Daffer's right to have that free will to exercise that but not in a public square but as an individual and this guy said he's for it he sees the principle it's good for him so it, we've got to realize that Our Lady also in the Marian Mysteries it says when this was all put together I love praying this every August, August 4th and 5th she was the cause of jubilant cry of hallelujahs for all future generations unto generations who would call her blessed, slept in a cradle, in a family who appeared as an ordinary child, who would be the mother of the one who would be the reason for the fall and rise of all. It doesn't matter if many do not believe in Mary's role. It does not make her any less, for she is the resolute decision of God. Society today is driven by atheistic patterns who say that they do not need God. Yet, Our Lady tells us, without God, you can do nothing. Are we to stand idle and watch society and culture crumble around us? What can we do? We no longer have to stand still. We can take action. July 1st through 5th at Caritas, Alabama, 
gather with others from across the United States to re-consecrate the United States of America back to God. Five days, July 1st through 5th, at Caritas, Alabama. For more information, visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, or call Caritas in the U.S., 205-672-2000. 205-672-2000. July 1st through 5th at Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. One doesn't need to be timid or feel like they've got to apologize for Mary when you're giving out. They've had the first shot. And we've heard from people that, that are they walk tippy-toe on it. You don't want to blatantly put it out there. The book, the book delivers it in a way they can digest it. Because she is this resolute decision. The reason I speak about this, when the message is not really speaking about Mary being resolute, she says, Dear children, today I call you to be strong and resolute in faith and prayer until your prayers are so strong so as to open the heart of my beloved son Jesus. Yet is Mariana who said, on March 2nd, 2007, Mariana said this about her message. Our Lady was resolute. And what that message was about, she says, Our Lady says, Today I will speak to you about what you have forgotten. Dear children, my name is love. You see the correlation? She's telling us to be resolute. Mary comes resolute. And she wants to say, today, she says, resolutely, today I will speak to you about what you have forgotten. What have you forgotten? Dear children, my name is love. You could say, my name is resolute. Because she is the resolute decision of God. She goes on and says that I am among you for so much of your time is love because the great love descends me. I am asking the same of you. I'm asking for love in your families. I'm asking for you to recognize love in your brother. Only in this way, through love, will you see the face of the greatest love. May fasting and prayer be your guiding star. Open your hearts to love, namely salvation. She is our guiding star. The resolute star, the shining star, the star of the sea, with 12 stars about her head. And this woman will not always be with us. On March 18th, 2001, Our Lady, and again, Mariana says, referring to Our Lady, she was clear and resolute in the words she gave, talking about that day, that apparition. What did Mariana, why did she say Our Lady was resolute? Because she's told us that Mary is a very decisive person. She's not indecisive. She doesn't second-guess her decisions. Why? Because when you're in truth, you don't have to. You don't have to say, I'm going to take a stand for truth, and then everybody starts attacking you, even your family, whatever, and back down from that. Be resolute, and then let the pieces fall where they may. In the end, you'll get respect, even if you're hated for it. 
But that day, March 18th, the lady said in these description, when Marion says she was clear and resolute. Our lady said, Dear children, today I call you to love and mercy. Give love to each other as the Father gives to you. Be merciful. She says at that point, Mariana, Our Lady paused at this point and then added, with the heart. So Our Lady said, Be merciful. She pauses. Then she says, With the heart. Period. Do good works, not permitting them to wait for too long. Every mercy that comes from the heart brings you closer to the sun. And then Our Lady tells us today, Be and be strong and resolute in faith and prayer until your prayers are so strong as to open the heart of my beloved Son, Jesus. Pretty incredible. Our Lady told us on March 18th, the mother, the Blessed Mother said, March 18th, 1996, my eyes and my heart will be here even when I no longer appear. I was there with Mariana when this message was given. It really struck me. Out of the whole message that day, that's what struck me. Because I realized that one day she won't be there. And it was just the next year where our lady says, Soon, now you do not understand. This, you've heard me quote this many times. August 25th, 1997, one year later. She said... Now you do not understand, but soon will come a time you will lament for these messages. We're going to feel the walk beside you. And I know when Ali leaves that I know I'll see her again. And I say see her, not that I see her, but being in the presence, there's something we get from her, something extraordinary. A grace, she says, is the particular grace is available during the moment of apparition. So she'll see us even when she's no longer gone, or when rather when she's gone. She'll really never leave, because she said, my eyes and my heart will be here even when I no longer appear. We know Our Lady's given a new efficacy in these apparitions. We know she's going to leave a new power on earth for us to talk to her. We know these are the last apparitions on earth. We know that after this, the visionaries have said they'll no longer be able to see her in this way, touch her, and talk to her. These will never happen again. But there'll be something left of residue of these apparitions, of something we've not had available to us before, a love, a mercy, an ability to call upon her, that when we're lost or missing her like crazy, that all we have to do is say how we've been blessed, that we had her in our life. And we're those people who live it. Those who come after us, after this generation, won't have what we experienced. We're the early Christians, the beginning of the church, for the new triumph, the new springtime for the church. We're the apostles for that. And she'll be with it, just like the Holy Spirit was with it. She'll be there with her eyes watching us and her heart following us. It's all up to us to savor every moment we have with this woman now.
And I will forever feel your strength when I need it most. You're gone now, gone but not forgotten. I can't say this to your face, but I know you hear. I'll see you again. You.
It's beautiful to contemplate Mary here with us. And she says something in this message that just so struck me toward her being resolute. And yet she says nothing about that at the same time. Dear children, today I call you to be strong and resolute in faith and prayer. I believe in her. I believe in her, her resoluteness. And I believe we have to strongly look to these messages as the solution, as the answer. For now, when she first came in June 24, 1981, for the world's salvation, and until the end of time, through the Antichrist time, until Christ comes back. Something is happening. Everybody and few people, including us who follow Lady every day and I breathe the messages, do not understand this moment. But we have enough glimmer. We see just enough that we willingly spend our lives together for our cause and for our purpose. But something profound is said in this message. Be strong and resolute in faith and prayer until your prayers are so strong so as to open the heart of my beloved son Jesus. What? It's us who are asked by her, give me your heart that I may put Jesus in it. I lady's never said this before. That our prayers, our faith be so strong to open the heart of my beloved son. It's a strange statement. It's our hearts who she's been trying to get to open to her son. And now she's saying, open the hearts of her son. What happened June 24th, 1981? That was the end. It's Mary who's now come, who has the reins for the world's salvation as guidance, the guiding star, the woman, the resolute being to bring world back to, the world back to salvation. And so Linus, at the foot of the cross, does something for us that already speaks about tonight. He became a believer after he opened the heart of Jesus with a spear and blood, or rather water flowed out. So strong so as to open the heart of my blessed son Jesus. Linus converted. He became a Christian. He said, surely this is the Son of God. Can you imagine that you are asked to be so strong, so resolute, so full of belief that what I do is what's coming toward us will be mitigated through the heart of Jesus pouring forth his blood out of his heart for us. Pray, little children. Pray without ceasing until your heart opens to God's love. We did something the other night. We had a graduation. And our graduations are beautiful. We don't invite a lot of people to that. Sometimes we do have some people that's guests without them to come. But we went off for a couple of days on a beautiful plantation-type place that's near here, on the river. And the last night we was there, we went to close out these two days, beautiful days of people we sent together. It's a beautiful thing to spend your life together with the people who sacrificed their life for the salvation of the world. It bonds us in love 
a love for a cause that we willingly give our life for, even unto death. The Navy SEALs has a camaraderie, a confirmity with each other. Confirmity. And cohesiveness that we can't have with anybody else that doesn't do this day in and day out. Sometimes it causes jealousy outside, even in family members. But there's something we do in giving our life for the salvation world that bonds us this way. And so we went to the side of the river. And we had these, what are they called? I don't even know what they call them. Sky lanterns. Sky lanterns. They're like three feet. You open them up. It's paper. You light it. And you set these things off. Our Lady often writes a script for us. Joan would give me a song two, three days for the graduation to listen to. I picked this one song as the best. We went to the graduation of one of our students, Jacinta, and we missed a song the last night, 10.30 or so at night. I said, put the song on, so we're playing it. I'd forgotten the words to it. I forgot what Our Lady had done or rather how we was going to use the song. And the name of it was Deep As It Is Wide. And Riaz actually said something to me. You know, it says in that song, if we listened to it, I wasn't even paying attention to it. I'd forgotten it. That it talks about look up to the edge of the sky. And only a couple of us knew, Riaz was one of them, that we was going to go down by the lake and set these liners off, pray in intention, go down on our knees, and lift this up and let it go to heaven because it goes completely out of sight. It could go miles up. It's a very beautiful thing. So I told Joan to go get the exact words of this song. We all got down there. We picked the message. We prayed. And the words are incredible because we had this as a guiding light, a path in the sky. And the song says, there's a place at the edge of the sky where there's a love deep as it is wide, weak or strong, hungry or all-fed. There's a breeze from the angels flying overhead. We felt that that night. There's a path of glorious light. And it was glorious. It was a beautiful, incredible scene. It goes on and says that the guides that guides you up the mountainside, and at the top you could even cry, for you'd see pure love for the very first time, deep as it is wide. I hear you when you get to the river. That's where we went to, right on its edge. You look back for the very last time, and when you cross, you get washed forever. Hurry up, boy. Eternity is on the other side. And that's what we're sending this up to heaven. Thinking about our eternity. And what we're doing for July. For our nation. That our nation be the nation that will help save other nations. As Pope Benedict called for. To evangelize the world. America. The song says, Every nation coloring cream. Like praises poured out. As far as I can see. Because he died for a crown. There's a place at the edge of the sky where there's as love as deep as it is wide. 
and kneeling down there watching this. Our lady writing the script because she had this song played, planned for us. We didn't know it was written and said what we were doing. Even when it was playing, we heard just a bit of it to comprehend and tie it to what we did. 